Hey, yo, you ready? Let's do it. And welcome back to Three's Company here. True, Three's, Three's Company. For episode two. I don't know about you guys, but I think we got to a rocket ship start last week. A lot of people were saying in the testing. Astronomical. In the market testing results. I don't know how we can get much better from here, but we're here to try today. Luke, talk to the people for a second. So we're back again. Same people. We got Skibo, Jay Boogie, myself. Um, Jacko, you had a hypothetical uh, or you you had something in your daily life that you wanted to get rolling. So let's just get right into it. Yeah, I mean, Simon and I are going to tag team this because we were at Chipotle the other day and it was it was something I noticed. Um, you know, I got a water cup and filled it with water like a respectable human being should have. Simon bought the bigger cup and filled it with water. I was kind of perplexed by this. What were you thinking there? Fill me in a little bit on the thought process. Well, we had just worked out and I needed to replenish myself. And when I was checking out, I was thinking to myself, yeah, you know, I should probably get a root beer because root beer with Chipotle is a unbeatable combo. But as I got to the soda station, I was like, you know, your body's screaming out for some water, give it to it. And then in my mind, I was thinking, well, hey, you know, once I once I replenish, once I drink this, I'll pop a Rudy, Rudy B for the road. <laughs> little road soda. little road pop. And I think that's a power move, too, because, you know, you you start off and Chipotle's winning. If you're paying for a soda cup and you end up getting water, Chipotle's taking a dub right there. Those right. margins, massive. But, you know, you got to think, too, you got to get your money's worth. So sometimes I'll do one of those where, like, I'll be like, oh, I'm feeling Mr. Pibb since I don't have Dr. Pepper. <sighs> Fill it up three quarters of the way, and I'll be like... No, I'm not feeling that I do a bail, <laughs> dump it, ice, Sprite, then you're back in the green and you're winning. So that's a good point. You know, I always think that if I'm paying for that type of thing, and it's free refills. I'm getting a refill no matter what. I don't you, care if I'm throwing it away on the walkout. Because you, you know they're dripping you on the meat. Out of principle. Yep. Yeah. So you got to get the margins back somewhere. And that's the place you can do it. And you got it. There's such thing as a business getting too big. Like we're witnessing with Apple right now. And you got to keep Chipotle on their toes, you know? You don't be afraid to steal a, uh, a mesquite Tabasco too. Throw that in your bag for the road. Oh, guys! First of all, I was dating this girl for a while, who was a kleptomaniac for these things. It's not the, it's not the mesquite. It was the uh, Chipotle barbecue Tabasco. She would I, I would watch That's her. Yeah. I would watch her steal them and say, "Babe, you literally have four unopened ones at home in the fridge." And she would say, "You can never have too many." What you know? She had too many. At that point, it's the thrill of the hunt. And, you know, speaking of, that was a, that was more of a high school thing. Yeah. Um, taking that shit. But I, I told Simon the other day, I was like, you know, what self-respecting human being nowadays gets a water cup and fills it up with something other than water? I'm talking like you're out of college, you have a full-time job, you pay bills. My girlfriend. The other day, I looked at her. Red flag. With a complete look of shame and said, what do you think you're doing? And she goes, they can't see me. It was one of the ones where like the machine, like the the workers can't see what you're pouring in. I'm like, you can't afford like the 79 cent upcharge or the dollar 35. And she's like, whatever, like don't judge me. And so I was just thinking, I was like, yo, like that's mad fucked up. That's fucked up. Like high school would be like, yo, like I'm gonna sneak some, like, ooh, like I got the Sprite. So it looks like water. But I mean, at some point, you know, enough's enough, really. Some even better too was uh, not better, but technically worse was uh, our grandmother when we would go to restaurants. Big tea drinker. She'd ask for the uh, the tea, and they bring it over in that like w- little wooden box, and 
she'd be still looking at the menu, so she'd be like, Sir, you can just leave it here. Let me get a second to look over. Dude walks away. She clears it out in her purse. That's a psycho move. Yeah. We're talking, she, look, she's got the tea bag. She's got the honey, the sugar, the Splenda. Silverware, even. So, so there were some occasions. She would take the silverware and try and, when, when she died and we cleaned out her house, there was a random assortment of silverware <laughs> all over her cabinets. Um, and actually, Jack, it's funny you brought this up because, Luke, do you remember in high school, I'm going to name drop him because I don't think he'll care, a kid by the name of Ethan. We went there one night late. They were closing up. So one of the Chipotle members was out on the floor mopping it up. This poor kid gets a water cup. And it was probably the worst decision he's ever made in his life. He goes over to the machine, thinks he's slick, fakes like he's pressing the water, but slips the lemonade in underneath it. And this black lady who's mopping the floor is like, uh, what, uh, what do you think you're doing? And this kid freezes. Usually good on his feet, just froze up. I remember she made him pour it out in front of him. <laughs> She made him. She said, pour that out. Get water. <laughs> At that point, it's a matter of principle. They're losing money both ways. Um, do you remember that, Luke? I do. I do. Because I remember thinking at the time, like you said, it's it's got to be a matter of principle because they're taking the L either way. It's not like he's going to just dump the lemonade back in the top of the little fountain thing. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, froze up. Like what do you, you, you nice. gotta have a better response than to do. You got to make dead eye contact. Oh yeah. Sip at least half of it before you dump the rest. Uh-huh. And then put the water in. Boogie, what would you do if you were caught in that scenario? Freeze. Freeze? For sure. Because I'm thinking back, the only time, I don't do that shit anymore, but in high school, like I was, you know, afraid of authority, like yeah. a normal kid should be. Um, and I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, like, I'll pay for it. But I mean, now, I guess if I had to, I'd probably get mad at them and yeah. like defensive counteract it deflect with like exactly just deflect the whole situation bring up something about the cleanliness in their restaurant and being like i think i deserve this this is fair for <laughs> me to get you have to deflect in that situation you know it's a savage power move in that situation that no good human should ever do she's got a mop in her hands you don't pour it out in the machine you pour <laughs> it out on the floor <laughs> that would be phenomenal I think a second that 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 might be the best. You might have scraped the surface with that, or uh, you know, reached the pinnacle with that one. But I think my response would be turn around and say, "I'm not gonna take my pants off." <laughs> yeah, but in your situation, it was really late, and it sounded like nobody else was in the restaurant. So, like, would that fall on deaf ears? Because there are no ears. It's true. So, who's gonna hear so that? I think a you need court to know. of law. A court of law is gonna <laughs> hear that. Sexual harassment. Yeah, we were all under 18. It would have been a problem. All right. So, you know, last night. I was at my parents, they were like flipping back and forth on, on TV. My mom throws on Naked and Afraid. I don't watch these survival shows like all that often, but I noticed something interesting is like they were like scoring the people at the end of it of like how well they would survive. PSR, Primitive Survival Rating. Saber Metrics. <laughs> all right, there we go, PSR. I thought that was, you know, where the kids in Catholic school went who didn't go to Catholic school to get their education, <laughs> but that's not it. So yeah, like, like this person starts like a 7.4 and like they knock off like two points because like they left early. And they're like, okay, he's at 5.3 out of 10. And I'm like, all right, so there's actually people out in this world who are training for these situations to like survive in the wild. I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, dummy, my survival rating would be 10 out of 10. Why is that, Jack? What are your discernible skills? They're not. My biggest skill is I don't miss when I shoot. So I'm thinking you get in that situation and somebody's like, Mr. Survival Guy, he just made me a shelter. He might have a little crop going. And that's mine now. 
So like, wh- like, where do you guys? I know Luke, you watch these shows. I mean, I I do. I, I'm a big uh, Naked and Afraid guy. Um, like you said, I mean, if it's truly a disaster, World War Z type deal situation, your survival skills aren't going to get you very far. Those those people will probably have the least chance of surviving. Yeah, in, in the new world. Because you got to think too. Like we we live in in a suburban metro area. Why why would we need to know? how to build a TP. <laughs> like you're just going to go break into someone's home and just live in their actual shelter. Like, yeah. I, I mean, we got a gas fireplace, obviously eventually it'll run out, but like, I, I'm totally on board with you there. Like, I don't really see the point of, of training. I agree. And I think when all hell breaks loose, these, these are the people who are going to be like, guys, you know, stick to the plan. You know, like there are rules. There are no rules. I will shoot you in the head and take your crops, like Jack said. And I think, I think a lot of the inner city people will probably be better off because I think it boils down to one skill: can you or can you not swing a gat? <laughs> because if you can swing a gat, if you can run up in a gun store and just like rob the joint and like stockpile whatever you know, food, guns, ammunition, and then whatever, defend it. Yeah. You, that, that's guy. who's winning. Yes. Not the guy who knows how to make a teepee out of fucking sawgrass. Yeah, or like the guy who can, you know, spearhead a, a bass in a stream, and then I'm going to come across and, and eat that bass. I'll yeah. wait for him to catch it. I'll watch him. I'll stalk him. And then once he has the thing on the cooker and it looks good and ready, pop. There we go. I'm fat. That being said, how long do you guys think you could last on that show? What's the, what's the thing? 30 days? Two, two hours. <laughs> two, two hours. Depends where, where I'm at. I mean, what do you mean? It depends where I'm at. It depends if I'm in like Vancouver. Puerto... No, no, oh, I'm, la- I'm, I'm lasting two, the whole two weeks. Yeah. Easy. What? Easy. No. Okay. The, I want to jungle get... of like fucking South America. I, I'm, I'm not even signing up. <laughs> like I'm not even getting off that plane. You have to. If I have to, it's a med evac within the first two hours. As soon as I see. Night? Oh my God. No. Are you kidding? Actually, I take it back. I could make it two nights because I think that's how long I could go without sleeping. Because <laughs> there's no shot I would sleep an hour. But it, but I'm not even, like they're like okay like drop it off like you're off like a little dirt road you get off your little your little camel your little pack mule. I'm not taking a step in the bush. Like I am so yeah. deathly afraid of snakes. I'm not even putting my foot down. Fair. Like it's like oh better go find my partner. Well my partner better come find me because I'm not walking in there. We're taking the same dirt road out that we came in. <laughs> We're huffing it. It's funny. I was watching one of those shows. I don't know if you showed it to me, Luke, but um, there was an episode where the contestants made it to like seven or eight days and uh, they were just like fed up. Like the one girl was just like lightheaded. They just couldn't find food. And the one guy, it's such a shame. It's a stereotype, but I remember he was black, went to the med vet, med medical tent and stole like their fucking... <laughs> Uh, supply of food and like water and like electrolyte drinks and stuff. That guy should have got a score of a 10.8 out of 10. Absolutely. Because he's surviving longer than anybody else ever on that show. Absolutely. It was not the case though. They got it disqualified and evac the next day and no money was seen, but. I agree. I remember the show and I think, talk about being resourceful. I mean, like. That's the highest level of resourceful. Thinking outside the box. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I I think, um, but yeah, I mean, if it's a situation where I'm just dropped, like if I'm actually like, I don't know, like I'm flying up to uh, Vancouver or whatever and the plane goes down, mm-hmm. 
I travel light too. Yeah. I'm probably in sweats and a hoodie. I'm not making it very long. You might not wake up for the plane crash. You might fall asleep through the whole thing. I might. You guys ever seen Into the Gray with Liam Neeson? <laughs> no. As soon as I hear those wolves calling, whew. All right, let me kick you guys a scenario. And think about it before you answer. I can edit out the time that you need to think about it. The three of us somehow find ourselves in a plane crash type scenario in like fucking Alberta. How long are we lasting? The three of us with, let's say a duffel bag worth of like clothes. Whatever was on the plane. Yeah, yeah. This is probably not a commercial liner so we can count out snacks and drinks. Right? Nah, I think we're flying from Cleveland to like Alaska. But it's only the three of us. Yeah, everybody else died. The okay, all right. But it is a commercial liner. Yeah. So can well, we assume all, we shelter. that there's, can we assume that there's people on this commercial liner that are like going on like a fishing trip or wow. going on I a mean, hunting trip? I mean, they are going to trip. Alaska. Like, the, like, wow. Are we finding? Holy smokes. Are we finding two 12 gauges? You know, <laughs> maybe a, maybe a fly rod. No guns, but maybe fishing rods. Yeah. Guns is just like, we'd, we'd last forever. <laughs> I don't know. Cause I, I don't eat wolf. I don't know how to field dress a wolf. I don't. I, I think we'd figure. I it heard out. their backstraps are sensational. Oh yeah, <laughs> but uh, I mean, legit. Like, w- w- would there be a chance for a rescue? Yeah, they'll be looking for us. You know, they got to call off. It's gonna take. Probably I think three we would weeks. kill each other. <laughs> but, but, I mean, Sam and I are on the verge of swinging at each other today already. I couldn't even imagine a situation. Three days, low food, low water. It's cold. We're not sleeping great. I think that would be a big factor. I agree. And, you know, it just complicates things with my sex addiction. I think I'd be in cold sweats and shaking three days in. I don't know if I'd make it. I might take one of those 12 gauges to the head. <laughs> well, we wouldn't let you. Oh, that would be some good meat. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. I would never kill myself. I could, I could put a number of like, I think two weeks. Three of us with our heads together. I mean, we could turn the wreckage into a shelter. Yeah. There's enough bottles of water on that plane to last us. Can build a fire. You know, we can build a fire. Yeah. There's pretty yeah. good wildlife. You know, there's not snakes or spiders to worry about. Yeah. More yeah. so big game, but they'd be more scared of us than we are them. Yeah, but I feel like you know, I feel like you know, we build a fire and we just hunker down and do our own thing. Like, but the thing about the thing about bears is they're more afraid of us than we are of them. <laughs> yes. Absolutely agreed. We would probably. Honestly, corral them into some sort of livestock pet situation. Yeah. The way we operate psychologically. And then ride them to safety. Somehow make a harness. You know how much salmon we could get if we had them on our side? I mean, Forget I don't love salmon, it. but we'd be eating good. We might not come back, to be honest. That's, we'll come back looking lean and mean, all salmon diet. I but mean, then mercury poison comes into, you know, that, that becomes a factor. Not to a tragic ending to a great story is we come riding into town on a bear. All they see is bear. Everybody's gone down. <laughs> wow. I, I I guess what I'm saying is I think we could make it a year. <laughs> a wow. year? I was not feeling that vote of confidence out of you. Um, if somehow we found out, you know, they're like, oh, we're calling off the search. I, I, I think that's when all morale goes down. <laughs> yeah. A year would be tough. I, I think. The only situation that would happen is like if our plane went down due to an EMP and the rest of the world went dark. Yeah. And we had to survive. I, I was kidding. I'd say we could make it a month, though. I mean, look, if 
it's it's 2019. If we're not found within two days, that's not on us. That's blood on someone else's hands. Buddy, they still haven't found that fucking uh dude that, that plane. I was just talking about this last night. I we were watching The Bachelor um with my girlfriend and her roommate, and they were talking about like this. Congrats on the sex. <laughs> they were talking about this lady who's like, oh, she looks Malaysian. I'm like, first of all, <laughs> very weird label to put on somebody. I don't even know what Malaysian person looks like, nor have I ever met one. And then I go, yeah, you know, that's where that flight 370 went down. And this girl, I've known her for like two weeks now. She goes, you know, that was covered up by the government. <laughs> I was like, what? Whoa. I didn't look into it yet. I haven't had the time. You guys know anything about this? Well, there's a what are your thoughts? I mean, it's a perplexing situation. I, I don't know if we're talking about the same one, but I do. You talk about the flight that that went down that was maybe shot down, or the flight because I feel I don't, I don't know, know if there's one that the one that went missing like four or five years ago yeah. like in high school. Yeah, Malaysian Airlines or whatever. Because I saw one about first never fly Malaysian Airlines ever. first of all first ever. That's your first mistake. Secondly, I saw an article about how. A Malaysian airline flight got shot down over like Russian airspace or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, that that. Okay, I'm not talking so about that. Okay, so I, all right, so we know where that plane is. Yeah, I'm exactly. About the one that that went I don't know. I mean, I'm still holding on hope for Amelia Earhart, honestly. Well, they say that it's like lost at sea, but I did hear a conspiracy theory that like it was hijacked and then like some sort of terror group basically just like confiscated it and just like landed it in some unmarked airfield and like is hiding it in a bunker somewhere that's what i heard i mean what's the end game that like you just slap a paint job on it and it's just like oh you know muhammad well, just got another we know private jet the, muhammad <laughs> we know what the end game is with it um what's that i mean it's a flying bomb at that oh, point shit. but like i didn't hear that that's interesting well, who was talking? Was it Sebastian? We're all big Sebastian Maniscalco guys. If you haven't heard of him, go check him out. Little plug right here. He's great. He was talking. I think it was him. He was talking about this where he's like, they say, you know, if <laughs> in the event of a crash, your seat can be used as a flotation device. If this plane went down in the water, how can we not find 237 seats just floating around? <laughs> That's a great point. A fair point. That's a great point. So that makes me think that maybe it didn't land in the ocean. You know, maybe it's somewhere on land. I mean, we would have. We would have found it on land for sure. But it's just, I don't know. It's weird you brought it up because I heard that last night and I was like, fuck made you say that. You know, kind of keeps me out. keeps me up at night. You should have much bigger fears than that. <laughs> Only fear I have is disappointing you, Simon. So I, I think that honestly, one of the best commercial series I've seen in a long time is the, uh, I think it's AT&T maybe or Sprint where it's like, okay is not okay commercials and it'll be like a guy who's given a tattoo and he's like relax bro like I'm one of the tattoo artists in the city and he's like you mean one of the best in the city and he's like yeah something like that or the doctor that comes in and is like one of the best commercials I've seen in years guess you just got reinstated <laughs> well not officially <laughs> so what are some real situations where okay is not okay like if you're in there and I'm gonna get it rolling right away I have a CCW and I go to the shooting range. If the safety officer comes up to me and is like, yeah, you know, uh, we haven't had a uh, incident in a while. I'm like, what, while? What do, you, what do you mean a while? Let's expand on that. Yeah, like, how long is a while? A couple weeks. Uh, 
you know, like a couple months? Like what, what are some situations for you guys where you would genuinely flip out? So, all right, going along this, the same side of like the medical practice, like you walk in to maybe get like a root canal done or like a crown placed and the dentist filling in, you know, has like some tremors in their hand and it's like noticeable and he's open about it. That, I mean, for sure, I'd be like, w- w- what are you doing? And in that situation, like you kind of need to get it done because it's like a, a nagging tooth problem. But I think that would, you know, for sure come on, freak me out. And then the other part of that commercial when they're like, yeah, you know what we say around here? Like if the brakes don't stop, it's something else will. Like you drop your car off at a body shop and, you know, it's super sketchy and they like fuck it up. Yeah, of course, that's going to be an issue. Another one that I, uh, I I would probably feel uncomfortable with is um, when you go to get a haircut and the person either has fucked up their own hair or is bald. Now, my brother and I went to a bald hairstylist for years and he was great, but I never really gave him the credit that he deserved because he made the choice to become bald. So, you know, if I'm walking into a barber or a hair salon and their shit's fucked up, that would be like, okay, you know, I, you know, I don't want you, I don't want you going near me. Could you imagine like you have back problems and you like go on Yelp and find like a chiropractor and you walk in and like the guy's like getting you ready and like getting you in the saddle or whatever, like crack your back. He's like, yeah, like you're actually like my first patient for this. I'm walking out. You, you got to, yeah, you have to, I mean, I, uh, boy, if someone tells me that I'm the first one ever with anything, yeah, it's a quick, it's a quick bail. Like when someone, um, we're getting a nice list together here, by the way, when, when, keeping track in my head, when someone will, uh, like you'll be at like an amusement park or something like that, or a water park, like in the Bahamas, and you'll be up to do like the big leap of faith slide. And it's like, all right, Rodney, like you're out. Like a new shift dude's coming in. Yeah. Hate that. You're like, you know, he's not warmed up. Uh-uh. He's coming off the bench cold. You know, it's just, it takes you back for a second. It's something, you know, you got to think about. I agree. And Jack, you brought up a great point. I, th- I think another freak out moment for me, and then we'll go back to people not getting warmed up or, or new people on the job. But another freak out moment for me would be um, if I walked into a chiropractor office and this dude is just yoked out of his mind. <laughs> Because chiropractors need to be gentle. And, it, you know, this dude who's yoked has a spasm in his pectoral muscle right as he's working on my neck. He might, I'm not a big guy. He could snap my neck. And that L9 smooth. might have nerve damage after. Yeah. So that's a moment where I'm saying, hey, you know, buddy, I can't deal with you right in the roid rage. Can we bring in a chick or somebody who's, you know, normal sized? Um, so I think what we're looking at in this situation is somebody who... We know it's overtly their first time. That's a big pass for us. And then possibly, you know, a shift change in mm-hmm. any sort of situation where like somebody's watching over your safety. Like you said, they might not be warmed up. And then um, what was the one you started with? Um, at a, at like a firing range, you know, the oh, yeah. when, when so it's ambiguous. Days without incident. So if somebody tells you, it's like, oh yeah, like nothing's happened in five years. What, what do you mean? Like something happened five years? Yeah, yeah. Like it was a, it was a minor incident, but like we've had, we've gone 185 for 185 in skydiving in the past five years. But there was an incident before. Yeah, and we don't even talk. We settled out of court. It was it was fine. Everybody like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you, my life is in your hands. I need full 
Sure, like guarantee here. Yeah. Or like, you know what another scary situation is? Is like, you get framed for a murder. And like, for whatever reason, like, you don't have the funds or like, you can't get access to like a top flight attorney. Yes. And you get like stuck with some kid, like very green, right out public defender or like some, some dude who's just trying to look for like a, a plea and not fight for you. Yeah. That's so scary because that's like, psych- like nothing's going to happen to you like physically at the end of that, but psychologically, you know, like you could be put away for something that would, that would probably be the top of my list to be honest, to be like wrongfully accused and not win the case. That's a good one. Being stuck with a shitty lawyer. He's like, yeah, it's my first trial. Like, uh, you know, no, we're going to get somebody else in here. I'm looking at 25 to life. Wow. For killing that homeless person. I'm looking at 25 to life. <laughs> I'm shitting great lately though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, jokes on me. I'm going to have 25 inmates walking me take a shit for the rest of my life. Um, and um, I really like what we brought up with the whole new employee, employee training, somebody just coming in on a shift. I think we should really harp in on that because I don't know if many of you know this, but I have a debilitating disease. I am a survivor of a peanut allergy. And one oh place, God. one place that is like the fucking hell's gates for me is ice cream shops. <laughs> Ever since the age of 17, 18, you will never see me get anything more than vanilla unless I know who's working behind the counter. I've gone there more than 20 times. So I've actually had it a few times where it'll say on the name tag, like trainee, like Alex trainee. Uh, no, let's get the manager in here because you not washing off the scoop or like, you know, double scooping from the same thing is going to land me in the hospital. And I'm not going to the hospital over your minimum wage job that you're training for, Alex. You got to think how much training is actually involved in Well, there's so many times where I will ask them and be like, hey, you know, I have a peanut allergy and their face will just freeze. They'll be like, uh, that's now that's scary. That's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. And they'll be like, uh, I think I know what. Um, and I'm like, "Uh, no, go ask somebody, you know, like we need to be sure about this one. I think that I think that brings back a, a really great story, too, of a couple summers ago. We were up in the vineyard and, uh, it's. It's really, it's a shame because this is one of the best burger restaurants I've ever been a part of. Skibo and I are sitting down there at the table and like the manager is like helping us. Like this is the guy who like runs the bar down here and Simon puts his burger order in, flips the menu, he goes, hey, just want to like, just let the chef know. Like I got a peanut allergy. Very normal. Like what you say. And then the waiter goes, okay, I'll let you know. But this guy, he decided to like grab the menus and like grab, put them up against his chest and sigh and was like. Well, all right. So like, this is the deal. And then like you saw Simon's face light up. My face lit up. I don't even have a peanut allergy. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy going to say? Like there's peanuts in the burger meat or some shit. And he goes on about the bread factory and like the nuts in the kitchen and then like finishes all off. He's like, but like, you'll be fine. We haven't had like that many incidents. Yeah. Like that was that many. I will never forget that. He came out. It was the worst handled I've ever seen it. It was three times. Third time was a charm. He came out, got our orders. I said, Hey, like Jack said, I said, Hey, I got a peanut allergy. Just let the chef know. He said, all right, shouldn't be a problem, but let me check. I'll be right back. He comes back. This is the second time he says, uh, you know, we can't guarantee anything, but the bread wasn't manufactured here. It was manufactured in a factory where peanuts are present, which for somebody with a peanut allergy, anybody out there listening, usually that's fine. You're willing to, th- to roll the dice with that one. But then he, I'm like, I say, okay, that should be fine. Go ahead. But then he comes back out for a third time, like 20 minutes before our burgers come. And he goes, 
he just he sits there and he does what Jack said. He sighs and he goes, "Well, you had your EpiPen, right?" <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. And I say, uh, "Yeah, but I don't plan on using it tonight." Over a twenty-dollar cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah, this is ridiculous. And uh, yeah, finally, my dad, God bless his heart, it was so sad. I was so excited to have the burgers there, but we ended up going to a different restaurant, and uh, it was it was terrible. But yeah, it's just the sad life of somebody with a peanut allergy. Luke and I thoroughly enjoyed the burger. Sorry, oh, Simon. We go back every year. And that's the thing, too, is when they're like, you know, we can't make any guarantees. What do you mean you can't make any? Like, if yeah. you come out there and you're like, well, the bread is manufactured in something with peanuts. It's like, okay, that's fine. Like, I, uh, that's not a problem with me. And then if you come back out again and you're like, well, there's no guarantee. Like, you got a peanut butter and jelly burger? Like, yeah. you're going to accidentally <laughs> like, put on my plate? Like, what do you, like, come on, guys. Like, yeah. make a little note and take extra care. It's just not that difficult. I've always wanted to, maybe I will next time, and say, actually, uh, you should be able to guarantee me it. You are making food from scratch. It's all happening 10 feet away. <laughs> Why? I'm paying $100 for a meal. Why can you not guarantee me that you'll just take 10 seconds and wipe everything down, wipe it clean, and make sure I'm not in the hospital tonight? And here's the thing like, after that moment, Simon and I eat out a lot. Like we go to restaurants or whatever to travel. I like I get mad now. Like I get defensive. Like he's my kid, and I'm like, no, 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 Simon, we're gonna we're gonna say something about this. Because you're gonna be like, no, like it's probably. I was like, no, 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 Simon, it's not okay. We're gonna get to the bottom of this. It is. It's bullshit. It, it's starting to make. I think it goes back to a topic we've already hit on, and the, the lack of preparedness in the service industry. It just needs to be better overall. It does. And anybody in those allergy situations can attest to that. Yeah. I just thank God that it's something rather common. You know, people my age have peanut in, uh, allergies. I, I I don't know how these people with like fucking soy allergies or like wheat allergies or like a dairy allergy do it. I, I could never. That shit's in everything. Ice water. <laughs> Ice water. All right. So there's like a, a big theory I read about a while ago, and it's called like the four quarters or 100 pennies theory. And basically what it is, is like, I'd rather have four quarters. And this is speaking in terms of relationships, friends people in your life than a hundred pennies. So we're talking about deep relationships with four people as opposed to, you know, social surface relationships with a hundred. I am far in the boat of four quarters. Of course I have more than just four friends, but you know, I think the important thing and what I was thinking about the other day was, uh, you know, like people float in and out of your life and then, you know, you come out of contact with them and, you know, sometimes I feel bad not like hitting them up or like when they like talk to me just you know ghosting them a little bit but I've sort of come to you know live with this and rationalize it as like I only have so much energy for people in my life that like you almost have to do it and the way I like started looking at it is like if you're with somebody in the person you know for a couple years and like you never see them again of course I think it's the right thing to you know always be present you know not be rude include them in things but like when you're no longer with those people, like I, I think it goes out the window. It's like I gave you my energy when I had to be around you. And now like I no longer do that because I don't have to. Some people might construe that as rude, but it's just me like prioritizing the energy I have for other people. You know, how do you guys feel about that? It's funny. I, I actually I do another podcast in my free time called Wake the Fuck Up. And uh, we actually talked about this. And it's such an underrated attribute or talent to be able to cut out toxic people or you know people that you've just drifted away from because if you keep them it's really draining and uh i so i, I get you 100 and i've fallen victim to it more than a few times especially moving around as much as i have like there's a certain point to where 
you know, you, you no longer can do anything for that person. They can't do anything for you. And you've just kind of drifted and it, it, you need to kind of cut them loose sometimes. So I agree with you. I don't think you're being selfish. I agree. With you. I, I would say a big determinant is uh, when you're in bed, your phone's plugged in on the nightstand and you're watching TV. You know, you're, you're like, you're like, you look over. <laughs> if you see the name and you're like, all right, I'm going to do the full rollover, open it and respond. That's a quarter member. Wow. But I like this. Yeah. But if it's like, a, oh, there's Joe Schmo, like that can be taken care of tomorrow. That's a penny. I'm not saying I want to do a lot more rolling over than I want to do, you know, blowing off. But if I roll, if I'm in bed and I roll over and get back to that text message at 1130 at night, you got to know that you're a quarter. Yeah. I mean, there's only th- maybe two people in the entire world you do that for. Yeah, it's funny uh, <laughs> because I know that I'm not one of them because <laughs> I text you a lot. I was, I almost said three, but I was thinking he would do it to me and he'd do it to Sydney. Um, definitely not mom and dad. That's a, <laughs> that's a, that's, that's too a late. night. That's- Later, that's a forty-eight hour. That's a, uh, yeah, that's buffer. that's a uh, sorry that you were on do not disturb uh, type deal. <laughs> but no, and like I, I just I think it's really interesting because we're three people that you know have been to different colleges throughout different parts of the country, made different relationships, and I think it's fair to say at the time when we were there with those people, you know, we try to be as nice as we could and give all that we could. But now that like we're simply not intertwined with them anymore, like it's no bad blood. Like it's not that I don't like you. It's just like. I have these people around me now who like need my energy and like need me to make them a priority. So like, that's just kind of where it lands. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's, of course, like the Catholic guilt again, I always feel bad about that, but you know, like what, what else you to do? Like there's only so many hours in the day to like make other people happy. True. And you sleep for like 12 of them every day. So you're right (laughs) about that. All right. So since it's, uh, you know, combine draft, uh, we're kind of in the lull of uh, college football. Um, I'm going to throw some great college football players at you. I want first opinion based on the name. I know you know them all. Uh, one criteria is these guys were phenomenal in college. Fun to watch, never panned out in the NFL. So feel free to throw your opinion. You know, just just talk freely on them. What's limited to uh, like a 45-second timer for each guy? Yeah, or less, or, or less. So we're going to get the favorite and Illini great. Juice Williams. Oh my goodness. I hate Juice because of, you know, the debilitating loss he provided Ohio State, but boy, him in Mendenhall, oh, Ron Zook there is the head coach. I mean, look, we all knew that guy wasn't panning out in the NFL. He was, what, 5'11", 230? Yeah. You know, a little rolling wall, but man, he could play. I, I mean, good versus great conversation. He He's on the low end of good. Okay. I, think. I, I agree. I agree. Um keeping the electricity rolling. Javid Best. <laughs> Holy smokes. Dude, him and... He was in one of the last NCAA games, and I swear to God, it was like him and LeMichael James were the two fastest players in the game. He was nasty at Cal. He like, was. He was in... Oh, Cal low-key running back you. We'll talk about that another time, but... I'll, well, we'll get into it. Marshawn Lynch, Shane Vereen, Javid Best. I mean, come on. There's uh-huh. another one I'm forgetting. Yeah. CJ Anderson, I think. Yeah, I believe so. Um, they've had great backs. I'm, Java, but see, as a college player, like he was electric, but not exactly like great. Yeah, he's a solid, good grade. All right. Uh, this is a real trip down memory lane. Quarterback at Oregon, Jeremiah Masoli. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
Question for you. I'm gonna toss it back. Better career at Ole Miss or Oregon? Oh, Oregon. I, I see. I do. I threw him on the list because I think I don't know if he was there when Chip Kelly was there, but after Masoli, I think that's when Oregon really started getting relevant. You know, like Dennis Dixon and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, Masoli, man. He was a problem. I think he got kicked out of Oregon. He's a, he's good. He's not great. Sticking by college standards, Colt Brennan. I mean, record setter, trailblazer, the loose lefty. The kid could play. He could sling it around the yard in that Houston nut offense at, at Hawaii. He's going to get my first great nod. I mean, he took Hawaii to a BCS fucking bowl game. That was ins- I mean, they got waxed, but I mean, I, come on. I, I think we might be coming up on another great one. Uh, I'm going to group them together. You, you, you have to do it. Steve Slayton, Pat White. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, boy. I tell you what, I hate Steve Slayton because he had that amazing rookie year and I drafted him in the second round of my fantasy draft his sophomore year of like NFL and like was absolute trash. But, you know, let's not sleep on Pat White. Only quarterback to go 4-0 in BCS bowl games still like to this day. Wow. Like that, it's absolutely amazing. In West Virginia. That's he's great. Steve Slayton's good. Okay. Give me I, one more. I agree. This is not that long ago. And this, he, this dude did have a cup of tea in the NFL. But sticking with the Big Ten, Jared Aberderis. The Wisconsin receiver? Mm-hmm. Production. Great route runner. Even better hands. He's not in the league anymore. Last time I... T- I I'm surprised he's not playing for like Packers or some shit. What, what's his name? Jared <laughs> Aberderis. Last time I saw him, he was on the Packers. Um... He is taken in the fifth round of the 2014 draft and was a member of the Detroit Lions. Yikes. Um, we got the conference. We got the division, right? His last season was in 2017 with the Lions. Okay. Mm. Wow. Before that, he's at the Packers from 2014 to 2016. I can't give you great on him. 13 um, receptions for 163 yards. No touchdowns. I can give you good, though. I mean, I, he, I he was good for sure. I would agree. Okay. I mean, I, I I enjoy that. I mean, uh, it's it's fun taking a little trip down memory lane. Um, some of those guys that they're like so polarizing in college, and then like we we can't even name the team that he went to in the NFL. Uh, I, I mean, that in. as an Ohio State and a Penn State fan, that guy was a thorn in our side for every year he was at Wisco. And now, I mean, dude's probably selling insurance. You know, A L A I L. All right. Here at Three is Company, we are always looking for new segments, new weekly reviews, new whatever. So here it is, a new segment called Before It's Time. It's not going to be weekly. You're not going to know when it's coming, but you're going to love it. Jack, kick off our first Before It's Time. All right, so I don't know how familiar everybody is. I'm assuming they are with the PSP, better wise known as the PlayStation Portable. Holy smokes. This changed road trips forever. Now, this is probably, you know, more so like a male-driven subject because, you know, we play video games and stuff, but I'm talking like, I, I took a 14-hour road trip a couple weeks ago and it was the longest fucking thing of my life. And I had great company, we had great music, it was fun. But I've taken 20-hour road trips with the PSP, literally looked up and it said, I saw palm trees. And I'm like, oh, we were just in Marietta, Ohio, like, a little before you go what you know what happens is like you're rolling in there you got ncaa 09 nba live 2k you can even buy some dvds but like you're cooking a dynasty 
you're in year three or four by hour 20 of the trip, you know, you got big recruiting meetings you're working on every single week. And it like, I don't think there was ever a better time filler in my entire life. And now for somebody who travels, you know, I traveled a lot when I was like eight to 12 because I had nothing going on and then was in high school and had college and stuff. But now being back in the realm where I have to travel a lot, like I wish I had something that great. And I can't really go back to it now because it doesn't have the same effect as it did on 10 year old Jack. But I mean, really before it's time and it's something that doesn't really exist anymore. That's a great point. And just think of, just talk about the sheer physicality of like a gaming device in your hand. In your hands. Guys. This, this wasn't 2019. This was 2007, 2006. This thing was in my hands, in the car as I was moving. I was controlling it. I was playing it like I would at home. The graphics weren't as good, but like there was one play that I ran every single time. It was, it was a shot play. Absolute. It was like a, like a backside skinny post. And like, I would run it four straight downs and it would be open one down and I'd score. It was great. It was one of the best things ever. Luke, what do you got? So... I'm going to go with the uh, early 2000s wireless cell phone earpiece. <laughs> wow. wow. Like the Bluetooth device. Yeah, it was Bluetooth device even before. It was like light blue device back then. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying, if that came out in 2019, if it never came out before, could you imagine all the douchebags would be walking around? Like they'd have an AirPod in one ear and they'd have their little touch to talk <laughs> on the other. I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't know if I got a fair shake, you know? I mean, you'll see it a lot in throwback videos and whatnot, but wow. I mean, cell phone on the hip, flip phone, razor, sidekick, might I add. <laughs> Incoming call. What's up? That's, this is Lukester. That's great, because I was watching Entourage the other day, and that show aired from what, like 2006 to 2011? And literally, like, the agents in Ari's office, like, literally tap their ear and be like, hold on, sorry, I gotta take that call. And, like, tap their ear. I do agree. That was definitely it's, time. I mean, a great one. It's your hands free, even before they had the hands free movement. I mean, <laughs> shit, talk about it, man. Back when you could text and drive, talk on the phone and drive, people were electively choosing to have a hands free device. I mean, just uh, that, that, that restores faith in humanity. You it know? does. It does. I think, uh, I think mine over here is going to be waterproof headphones. Our dad had a pair when we were like five years old, <laughs> like 2004, 2005. Why did that never catch on? <laughs> Let me think, you could be swimming through the water and just be jamming out to like some Juice World or whatever you want to listen to. I, I think if somebody were to come out with a streamlined version of that today, they would, they would, you wouldn't be able to keep them on the shelves. They'd be gone. See, that's the thing too, is like, you're right, they're out there. I've looked for them before, but it's like a unique brand. It's like a different product. Yeah. And like, they're really only made for water. Could you imagine if the Power Beats you work out in every day? You know, AirPod. like- the, I'm an AirPod guy. Okay asshole um you got your power beats you got your airpods like could you imagine being like i'm gonna go do like you know a nice pencil dive off this high dive with these in and like you're pumping yourself up or maybe like swimming whatever in the shower yeah hop in the shower with them yeah oh that's the picture i was gonna paint too you get off the treadmill at the gym you're dripping you towel off a little bit you get in your car steam you do, okay, we'll say you, you do a steam, steam first that's with it. the headphones in that's the best, you don't they don't overheat yeah, you could be listening to a podcast like three is company Soft flex. You don't even have to take it off. Literally. People don't even have to know if they're slight like AirPods. Think about the pointless conversations that could be avoided. Bro. Oh, Speaking of pointless man. conversations here, we got a call in from William Palmer. Let's get him on the air for the first time. 
Little Billy, what's up, buddy? You're on the podcast. Say hi. What's up, guys? What's up, <laughs> podcast world? What's the name of the podcast? Three is Company. I love it. You got all three of y'all there? Yeah, we got all three of all y'all here. Y'all. All right, so to wrap everything up, we're going to go through everybody's favorite part of the show, Boogie's Beef, Luke's Log Jam, and Simon's Squip. And this is what I have to say about this today was driving on the highway last night. It was late, it was like 10 o'clock, and I saw an Amazon semi-truck pass me. And it made me think, you know, all these people are out here these days and they're like trying to save the world, be good people, like we're not using straws anymore, don't even get me started on that. But then I see this truck wasting a ton of carbon emissions, driving down the highway, just so people who think they're saving the world can order like, you know, 40 packs of gum or like two bottles of shampoo because they're too lazy on their way home from work to pick it up. Legitimately, like they're having trucks and people like come and deliver this shit and just making their carbon footprint bigger when they think they're doing something like, you know, very hip and millennial and trendy. What I gotta say about that. Well, for Luke's log jam, um, oh man, this is way too common of occurrence. So kind of like I was talking before with small talk. Um, so where I work, there's an elevator and uh, it's a private elevator. And there's always, you never, there's always someone that you get on with. Tuesday morning, you get in there, it's like, hey, what's going on? How was your weekend? The the appropriate response is, it was good. I had dinner with the wife or took the dog to the park. How was yours? I respond, it was good, you know, relaxing, schoolwork, whatever. End of conversation, doors closed, doors open, we're on the floor. Luke's log jam is people that are like, oh, don't even get me started on my weekend. My roof was leaking. <laughs> and then someone was supposed to plow my driveway. Do you think they showed up? No, they didn't show up. <laughs> Come on. Okay. If it's not, if I'm not deliberate, if you don't text me in advance and be like, dude, I had a crazy weekend. And I ask you just to be polite about your weekend. Short, concise, and to the point, I'll do the same. Life goes on. I like it. I like it. My Simon's squib for the week is people who rip ass in a bar or club setting. It is one. It's just <laughs> unacceptable because it's inhumane. You know you're getting away with it. You you know you're in a room full of people and you can blame it on whoever you want to, but just don't do it because you know all of a sudden it starts smelling like ass <laughs> and my girl's looking at me like, hey, was that you? And I deny it, but you know I already have a questionable sense of. Uh, of uh, trustworthiness, so she's already, you know, doubting what I'm saying. Um, it just, I, I, I wasn't grown, I wasn't brought up that way. I was brought up in that you hold in that shit until you're in the privacy of your own home or you're in a goddamn bathroom. <laughs> so guys, fellas out there, if I catch you in Barley House or Town Hall ripping ass, I'm fighting. I'm fighting you on site. All right, that's my squib for the week. Well, I, I mean, I think, uh, like Jack kicked it off with, it is everybody's favorite segment. So uh, we hope you guys enjoyed it with uh, the rest of the podcast. Uh, we had a great time. So, uh, you know, it feels good to have a uh, second week under our belt. And uh, we'll look forward to get rolling. Kicking off the training wheels next week, everybody. Exactly. All right. Have a good week, everybody. Have a great week.